you know, uh, what's up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that the intro? <laughs> no, 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 no. I did make a cameo request for a new intro to Mark McGrath. Yeah. From the band Sugar Ray. Cause I'd heard great things. People said that he does like eight minute long cameos. Right. I mean, usually these people get back to you. Like you, you get your cameo like three, four days. Janice Dickinson was two weeks. So we had to resubmit our request. Right. And he got back to me within an hour. Okay. But. With a no. Yeah. To decline the request. He said, Hey Tracy, really appreciate the request, but I'm only doing personal cameos in this option. Respectfully. You know, exclamation point. And I have to enough. say a consummate professional. Right. He got back to me immediately. He let me know so I could just I could book a different cameo with someone else, like saving me time. I really appreciated it. He, I appreciated how he was direct and not rude. I, His I policy is reasonable. Absolutely. You can do whatever you want. Completely, completely. You know? And I, I just thought he handled that like a pro. Well, so I had made a cameo request to Paula Poundstone. Oh, good. Right. <laughs> Haven't heard back. She's okay. supposed to reply within 15 hours. I, oh, I have an update for you. Oh. Paula Poundstone reached out. Oh, good. She wants more information about our request. Okay. She said, maybe, but what is pot psychology? I hate pot. Huh. Anyway, welcome to Pot Psychology. I'm Tracy, and I'm here with Rich. One thing that really sticks with me that was the biggest lesson in the last five years is that you can suck as long as you're nice. And if you're not nice, you have to be the best. Yeah. So that's what it is. Here we are. Yeah. And I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't know. I, I, I just don't think it serves anybody well but yourself to be insincere about such things. And I don't like to live a self-serving existence. So I think you can be tactful. I don't think you have to be public with your every opinion about every... I'm not, believe it or not. There's a lot of shit that I keep to myself. But also, I mean, I, you know, I respect, somebody, I respect somebody who's honest. I don't respect somebody who's just for the sake of you know, you'll tweet me, you'll tweet me when my next story comes out if I tweet your fucking bullshit here. I just don't respect that. And I'm smart enough to see it. And so I'm not going to take part in that. I'm just not going to do it. Well, I don't care about Twitter. I just have been trying to be nice so that I have a better reputation. Okay. I guess I do give a shit about my bad reputation. So if you're not talking about on Twitter, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? People writing articles about me and stuff and then going to anonymous sources to talk to me, talk about me. When was that? When did that happen? Has done that several times. Is that his name? The yeah. one who looks like the Ice Age thing? What, what kind of animal is that that he looks like in Ice Age? I don't know. Is it a sloth in Ice Age? But you know what I'm talking about, right? He looks I just like it. Go, go, go to Ice Age uh, poster. Oh, wait. The, the squirrel? There's squirrels in the Arctic? I, isn't that a squirrel with his acorn? I literally have never... I've never seen any of the Ice Ages. <laughs> I'm not interested. It's not Disney. I don't care about it. Oh, this one. Yes, yeah, that thing. What is that? I don't know what that is. That's what he looks like. <laughs> Speaking of being nice. Okay, but he wasn't nice to me first. No, I wasn't Does nice to him right? first, actually. That's why he didn't. That, that's this. All right. And this is one of the lessons I've learned. I wasn't nice to him. 
I had a reason to not be nice to him, but I wasn't nice to him. And then he like made it a mission to like write shit about me and then talk to like disgruntled ex-employees and stuff like several times for, I mean, he was like on me like a beat for two years, actually two years. The thing that I did to him that wasn't nice was that we were at a party. It was Nick had thrown a party for Jezebel after I left Jezebel to go work at Vice to like welcome Emma as a new editor in chief. And then we all went to this bar after and I was like dancing with my friends and smoking pot this same night that the bouncer took my vape or he said he was the bouncer. And it turns out it was just some guy who stole my weed. Wow. That's bold. <laughs> I've told this story, right? I'm sure, but I don't remember it, but, uh, well he did. I think I've told it on the podcast. No, I must've. Oh no! Pretty sure I did. Okay, well, tell it again. <laughs> Reruns. <laughs> <laughs> the gu- no, the what? You really want me to tell it again? I, I mean, mention it again. Some guy came up to me, told me he was confiscating my vape, and he said that I could get it when I was leaving. I couldn't smoke on, and I was being brazen. It wasn't like new vapes. It was an old-fashioned vape where you put weed in it. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, so it does it smell. smell like weed. Yeah, yeah. It just like would burn it at a really high. It almost like incinerated it and you yeah. get a little bit of smoke, but it would work really well. Yeah, it was. What like, is that technology? We seem to have abandoned that as a culture, right? Yeah, because the other stuff is better. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, some guy t- came up to me and he took it. And then when I went up to the bouncer at the end of the night, I was like, hey, I'm going to get my vape back. And he was like, what are you talking about? And it was a different guy. And it turned out that the guy yeah. that was <laughs> and I described what the guy looked like. And he's like, nobody who works here looks like that. And so did he run off with your vape? Yeah, he just took my vape. It's ridiculous. With the weed in it. So what is, I, I assume you're going to bleep his name, no? Yeah, probably. And so, so what does he have to do with that? So I was dancing with my girlfriends on the on the dance floor there, smoking my vape and drinking my drink. And I was feeling it and I was like more than buzzed. And he came up and started trying to dance with us. And I was just like, oh, who's this guy? Like, right. I don't know him. Like, I'm out with my friends. And he danced like kind of like Hugh Hefner. You know how like Hugh Hefner has a way of dancing where he just like lifts his shoulders and he like kind of does this with his arms. Yeah, and, like, kind of. Almost like he's like rowing backwards or right, something. Right, kind of like running slow. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he just kind of like slides yeah. across four meters. Right. And he makes like a weird face. He's kind of dancing like that. So it was weird. He just sidled up to me and he was like, so what are you doing at Vice? What's going on at Vice? And I was like, oh, this is like a media reporter. It's so, like some weirdo from Nick's orbit. Right. And I was like, I'm dancing with my friends. And then I turned around and just continued to dance with my friends. And then he hated me ever since then. That's all it took? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine with that because he did a similar thing to me. And I can't imagine with his general disposition that he wasn't getting doors slammed in his face left and right because he had a certain reputation at Gawker. I mean, it, we all laughed at him when after I did it. Like all my girlfriends. Okay. All right. So it was so like... It a- was like you know, her man's biggest fear is a woman laughing at mm, him. And then go. a woman's biggest fear is a man killing her. Right. So That's what it is. He, he killed that. me in the press. Right. But you're still alive. I'm still here. Damn it. <laughs> Shirley MacLaine. Wait, is she still alive? She yeah. is. Straight and alive. Okay. Is she straight? I think that she's like. Does she not? She's stardust. You, she's, <laughs> you know. She's well, she's like. Everything. She's into like spirituality big time. Yeah, she's the universe. She's as pan as they come. Is she on Twitter? She's not on Cameo. She could have like a Dionne Warwick style Maybe renaissance. she's not like all together there. How old is she? She's got to be in her 80s. She'd do even better. It seems like she is, but it's hard to say because the most recent tweet was from July 15th, 2017. And it says, 
There are some fake Shirley MacLaine tweeters. <laughs> this is the only account authorized by me. To the fakes, get a life. Don't use mine. I feel like Shirley MacLaine would say, well, I've had so many lives. You <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. You can have one. <laughs> so I okay. don't, be- I actually don't believe, she's not verified. Do you want to talk about Promising Young Woman? Yes. Okay. I do too. So what did you think as a promising young woman yourself? <laughs> I thought that it was an incredible idea and point of view that's trying to say something really important that was squandered. It was an opportunity squandered. I totally agree. Wait, yeah. let's, you know what? I don't think I would really like to just talk about everything oh, about this, spoil- including the ending. Spoiler alert. This is a spoiler, guys. Promising Young Woman is a movie uh, starring Carrie, Mul- Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Who's, what, is she British or Irish? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. She's not American. And she's not. And her accent slips out way too much in this movie. Oh, way I didn't too notice, much. Actually. Yeah. She like in like quieter moments when she's like assenting to things kind of it'll come out. Mm. Emerald Fennel directed and wrote it. Who what's the name? Emerald Fennel. Oh, she's the one who plays Camilla Parker Bowles in The Crown. Okay. Does she have it? I thought she did an incredible job as Camilla Parker Bowles. Is she sexy? Does she have does she have it? No. Okay. Well, Camilla does, so not <laughs> <laughs> she does and the book we we, yeah. we listened to i don't know if you remember but we were talking one time as a total tangent we got on the topic of camilla parker bowles <laughs> and i said i could always see the sexual i could always see like why people were attracted to her and then for our most recent book club we listened to tina brown's the diana chronicles which i never cared about i didn't care about Princess Diana so much that in book club when Tracy asked where you were when she died, I don't remember because I just didn't care. And this book made me care. It's like such a phenomenally written book. It's so amazing. It's just an incredibly told story and really sympathetic and fair and etc. And in it, it says that Camilla Parker Bowles was had a sexuality that men very much responded to. Magnetic. She had it and I knew it. (laughs) I could see it. (laughs) So if she didn't have it, she didn't have it there, she doesn't have it here. So So, she she wrote and directed a promising Yes, this movie, which which is kind of marketed as a horror movie and in fact it markets itself as such, which is one of the biggest problems in the first scene. It it kind of, the the trailer, which I thought the trailer was incredible. The trailer Mm -hmm. is so good and it made me so excited for this movie, which was ultimately a letdown. Yeah. But it it's kind of like, oh, this is a rape revenge movie. Right. And it is in a way, kind except of. her the way of her exacting revenge is by scolding people. Yeah. It the first scene sets it up so that she uh, she's does a bait and switch thing where she gets drunk at bars, has guy has finds the targets the rapey guys that way. Mm-hmm. They take her home, and then at the last minute when things are about to get hot and heavy, she Or he's he's like, you know, she she'll she kind of makes it like she's passed out and she's right. like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And, and the guys just like ignore her. Right. right. And then she'll be like, what are you doing? Right. Like, and she's suddenly sober, which is, I think a great, like that's what got me excited about the trailer. I was like, yeah. Oh, this looks so good. Then you never learn what she does to the men. Well, I thought from the trailer that she was going to be killing them. Exactly. Or something. Exactly. And the first scene sets it up so that she does that ominous horror movie music plays no two ways about the fact that this synth is the synth of doom and murder yeah cuts the scene so you're like "Mm, okay i mean to me because i thought oh they'll show they'll they'll show show it the the murder in the next 
and, the next one she does or whatever. And then she goes home after that. She takes her scrunchie off her book. She puts a notch, another notch. She's tallying the amount of okay. time she's done this with the names. And I've never... Do they ever really show you what she's writing in the book? What she writes are... She writes a t- she has a tally and she writes their names down. Okay. And that's what you see. So the next time you see her do this, it's you actually don't see the club part, but you just cut to the part where they're back home. It's the guy who plays McLovin, McLovin. in Superbad. Yeah. Same thing happens, but they're doing coke. She's like, oh, I don't want it, blah, 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 blah. And then she just kind of strips him down verbally and leaves. Yeah. And then enters it in her book. So what's implied by that is when she does this she thing... Just- it's not a list of people she's murdered. It's a peop- list of people that she scolded. And yeah. I just find that absolutely ridiculous that that's her power. That's the thing that she's doing. I guess they were, try- my guess is that they're trying to make a statement with this that like she is a better person than these people and she's like pushing back on them not being better people. I'm assuming that the reason why she's not a murderer in this is because then she'd be a worse person than the people who rape. But what I want to see is a serial killer that kills rapists. Yeah. That's what I want to watch. Okay. Well, have you ever seen Ms. 45? Early 80s, Abel Ferrara, so it's gross, dirty no, New York. No, I've not seen it. Oh my God. You have to see Ms. 45. It's okay. fucking incredible. Do you remember in Euphoria when, who's the girl that does the dumb, like the... um? It's like Kit or Cat. Cat. She dresses as a nun in vinyl, yes. basically for Halloween. She's Tana at, at Halloween in the Halloween scene okay. in Ms. 45. People don't like any depictions of rape, even though I think like it's a thing that happens and it's like a completely... Uh, well, it's not completely. I understand the argument that people feel that rape is exploited. By the way, rape never happens in this movie. This movie never portrays any kind of rape. We learn very soon the reason that she's so dedicated to this cause is because her friend was raped in college and killed herself. It, yeah, but they like take such a long time, like Way too telling long. you like what happened, and then with, Way too they long. never even go into the details. Like they should have shown a flashback anything but it's this whole like people are so sensitive to rape that you can't depict it without many people getting mad did you see l what's that paul verhoeven isabella huper no you've talked about it to me though oh my god you gotta see l okay it's i mean it's paul verhoeven and it's totally paul verhoeven yeah there's it's not anything but him being himself yeah just i would love to rewatch revenge in showgirls there is rape revenge in showgirls but there's also like the showgirls rape I am kind of against because the movie is so funny and fun until this like horrifying scene. Yeah, this awful scene of firstly the black girl who is also the only person with any morality in that movie. <laughs> and in fact, a ton of morality. She I mean, she lets Nomi pass a little bit too much, but still, she is the good person who's always trying to do the best in a sea of of garbage. Yeah. You know? And then she gets raped. I mean, it is really, you know. I'll tell you, though, she's not like the brightest. She let this oh. crazy girl just like move in with her that she met who was having a freak out oh, in the street. This, this total whirl of chaos yeah. that she brings into her life. Yeah. Via Nomi. I mean, I mean that's how she got raped because of Nomi bringing her <laughs> to a party. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Having to bail her out of jail and shit. I would have been gone when the French fries, when the French fries (laughs) flew. Yeah. I'll save you from the, I'll save you from killing yourself. We can have some fries together. If you throw the fries, I'm out. 
I would have been out when she, because she starts hitting her car. She I would have been like, get yeah. the fuck off my car, bitch. <laughs> I would have totally. ran her ass yeah, over. Her. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Not Although, have bought her fries. Who then she threw the fries at her and she bought her the fries. The fries. She didn't appreciate the fries. Wasn't she hungry? She oh, must her, have been. Her favorite thing is a burger and fries. Yeah. Diet Coke. Yeah. How can you not? I love that. I'm more of a brown rice and vegetables kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, it is true most of the time, but I like a burger and fries too. So anyway, she's <laughs> also this sullen person who lives at home with her parents. Wait, and okay. Is the mom Jennifer Coolidge? Yes. Okay. It was Squ- the biggest waste of Jennifer oh, Coolidge so, so, and Molly Shannon. I totally agree. They, it's These two hilarious women. Given no opportunity. Like the one line that Jennifer Coolidge has that's funny is when they're at dinner with the boyfriend that she eventually takes on. And I have a huge problem with the way that this is portrayed in one second. And he's a pediatrician and she asks if the child's organs are different <laughs> in a really dry way. That's the only line you gave Jennifer Coolidge to say? What? She works at a coffee shop and this guy played by Bo Burnham. Burnham? Is that how? Oh, that's Bo Burnham? Yeah. Uh, He wrote... Eighth Grade. Eighth Grade, which which is amazing. He directed Eighth Grade as well. He's a YouTube star. It's that Eighth Grade game changer. Like just... Exactly. I mean, just like... (laughs) Just like perfect movie in a way that movies are rarely perfect like that anymore. That girl is so good. It's just so well done and it's so like emotionally intelligent. Yes. And, you know, in this movie, he's doing a thing. I don't think it works at all. I think he's really annoying and it really pisses me off that one of the huge suggestions of this movie is this sullen girl who's grieving her friend's rape and death 12 years on. She's supposed to be 30. Yeah. She's 35. Okay, she's meets supposed a man, to be 30. And then she's saying, yeah, she's supposed to be 30. She is 30. I believe she was like 33 or 34 when she shot it. She's 35 now, I think. Carrie Mulligan. I couldn't tell like how long it had been and like why she, why her life is still falling, ap- falling apart and after. She's, she's working in a coffee shop. You know, with with Laverne Cox as her as her manager, and living at home with her parents, and living at home with her parents. She dropped out of med school because her friend because her friend was raped. Uh, yes, and then killed herself. I guess. I mean, why? But also, why didn't she get her revenge immediately? I don't really know. I guess him coming back into her life sparks all this stuff for her. Is what it's no, saying? No, because she was already doing the things where she's passing out in clubs yeah, and trying to like guess, get guys. Yeah, it, you're right. You're right. So what? And she clearly lives in the same hometown with all of. Why is she in the same hometown with everyone from med school? <laughs> Everyone is centralized. Yeah, everyone is usually like (laughs) coming from all over the place to go to med school. And this is my problem that like the actual like thinking behind the world building is just so flimsy. So she's this sullen person. Let's say 12 years later, this guy walks in the coffee shop, is like nice to her a few times and doesn't give up when she rebuffs, which itself is sort of like, okay, he's kind of she spits in his harassing. Yeah, it comes back for more. And keeps just basically keeps coming back and really like, I don't know. It's a weird fine line he is. I think between kind he of like to, overly persistent. He had gone to med school with her. Yes, and recognizes her, and yeah. she doesn't recognize him. 
And then she's like singing and all happy and they dance to Stars Are Blind yeah. in the drugstore, which is such it's an such embarrassing an scene. Embarrassing montage. Ugh. And there and then he picks up a can of Hormel yeah. and a can of spam. Yeah. And, he, and oh, wait, n- nice or naughty. Yeah, nice or naughty, and he holds either thing. Which like that could be really funny. Yeah. If it had been if the tone of the movie had been a certain thing the whole time, like imagine that in like wet, hot American summer, like with those people, like that kind of movie, like that would be hilarious. Right. Exactly. I I had a huge problem with how tonally all over the place it was. It's like, what are you even trying to do here? The montages were so cheesy. Oh my God. It couldn't decide what it wanted to be. Exactly. And it's like partly this totally gritty, dissection of rape and rape culture and Mm -hmm. the gray areas yeah and then it's also this fairy tale that actually doesn't make much sense and it never kind of reconciles between these two wild and i guess wildly different sensibilities don't land because of it it's not i i i don't find it funny at all i i'm telling you i watched no parts that i thought were funny so then she starts like carrying out this larger revenge plan because now she's back she's reminded of her cop because this this guy like this guy is in a in a friend group with what's his name madison cawthorn (laughs) madison or al al montgomery alexander alex montgomery alex montgomery is it uh al monroe al monroe so he is uh, the guy who raped her friend Nina. Okay, that that's who that's who Al Monroe is. And, and you, when he's you say in he, the friend group with this guy. We're talking about Bo Burnham, the Doctor Ryan Cooper character. Okay, that she that's her boyfriend. Yes. So I guess she gets all interested in like going to town on this one now because he like mentions some people by name and it puts the names in her head. So yeah, she then decides she gets, like, to like angry all over again. Yeah, but she's been angry this whole time. So why didn't she just do all this like? I when don't it all know. happened I at d- first. It doesn't really make any sense. And if she's so sloppy about everything that if you're supposed to actually care about her, she's hard to admire. Yeah. You just can't like really like admire her process or anything about her really. And it almost feels like there's contempt for her. Yeah. Or some you know, it just really offends me that all she was all she needed was a man to make her smile. That's all she needed. The <laughs> like what? that that is like what kind of so she's like sullen and then she like gets with this guy and then she's happy and so the first person that she targets is this girl madison mcphee allison brie and so she didn't believe cassie's friend who said that she was raped like madison was one of them one of the naysayers in this so she meets up with cassie at this lunch they get really drunk carrie mulligan drinks ginger ale while the other girl drinks champagne yes. or whatever and, and then she they just move on to red wine yeah, yeah and like she two talks bottles. about being day drunk and excited and about that so then carrie mulligan uh confronts her about the nina thing and she was like i just i never believed her right and she's like you know you have to just like you shouldn't be getting that drunk like that so then she's like totally wasted and then carrie mulligan gives a guy yeah. money and a r- hotel room key and yeah. it's like bring her there yes and he doesn't rape her but he makes it seem like he did so that he's there when she wakes up yeah which is requires so many things falling into place that it does it's like one of those like high concept plots the kind of dirtbag that would do that 
maybe would rape her and you're I getting know. this girl in, into a dangerous 100%, situation with 100%. a stranger she doesn't know a hundred percent just so that she can wake up and have gone through the same thing yeah again it's just scolding it's yeah. like high con- it's conceptual scolding is what she does <laughs> i would rather that she just be like a crazy person right right or, or like where, pay pay some pay him to kill her or right something. where she's not above all of this and she's on a rampage yeah that's what I want because otherwise it's like you're still a psycho, but you're now you're a boring psycho. Exactly. And then Madison starts freaking out and is like calling her and stuff. Later, Madison gives her an old Blackberry yeah. from when they were in college, I guess. She saved it and there was a video of Nina, Nina. being raped yeah. and all these people were around and cheering it on and stuff. And it's like, I thought you said you didn't believe her. Yeah. Clearly, you had evidence, but you saved all these years, you weirdo. Right. (laughs) And it allows the movie to make the yes, all men statement when it turns out that the doctor that Cassie is seeing is in the video taking this voice his very recognizable voice he's taking all of the he's taking the rape in but doesn't do anything about it and And kind of laughs about it smart enough to to say don't i don't want to be on camera right don't don't film me right so he's just putting on a persona that he's a better guy than he is right like what fucking um med school was this that like (laughs) I mean, you have to work like crazy hours when you're right. in med school. And it's like, they're just like all these rapists, like just like in total assholes. Right. Like, is that what it's like? Or doctors like total assholes like that? I mean, they, I guess maybe, some are. I don't know. I, well, I don't trust this movie to be telling me that. No, well, I don't trust this movie to tell me anything. I don't even know what this, I don't think this movie trusts itself to tell me anything, frankly. I just think that like, you know, to to make her the better person is such a modern convention. And it's like, yeah, but this is why a movie like Ms. 45 fucking rocks because it's so morally depraved that it can actually get somewhere because it takes a position, you know? It can actually like provoke thought because it's so sure of itself that it's like, I'm going to make you endure this thing and you can come out thinking what you want about the character. Whereas this movie kind of like makes its own mind up about who this character is. It's obviously so pro her. And then it kind of like it's pro craps out. Another thing I'll say too, not to like defend men, but (laughs) I thought that the portrayals of men struck me like written by somebody who's never actually met a man, but has just read snarky tweets about them from (laughs) feminists on Twitter. (laughs) The dialogue's just not good. It's just not good. It's not sharp. It's not like... It doesn't feel real in a way that makes you laugh instinctively, at least for me. It's trying to exist in like an aesthetically... Like a pleasing place. Yeah. That just, you know... Doesn't want to hurt your feelings or something. Yeah. You know? But this is the thing, is that people feel backed up into a wall and they feel like, oh, I can't offend anybody, you know? Like I can't actually take a statement that people are going to disagree with. I feel like if you can't be confident in saying exactly what you want to say in the way that you want to say it about rape, then maybe you shouldn't be tackling such a heavy subject. You are not taking a stand with this and I'm not going to fall for it. Me? No, the, I'm t- this is my, like, this is my, you know, takeaway line for the movie. You were, what, you were, okay, I'm talking I thought, to I thought you were talking to me and no, I was I'm, like, I'm telling you what I think right now. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I'm talking to Emerald Fennel. Okay. Well, and is that her real name? I don't know. It what sounds her name like is. 
an elf. Don't you think? It says emerald lily, emerald lily fennel. That sounds even more like an elf. <laughs> and I don't mean like a Santa elf. I mean like a like a forest elf. Okay. You know? Woodkind. Yeah, exactly. Like a Keebler's elf. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like delicately painted watercolor elves. Oh, oh okay. Well, I, I was thinking more like like um, impish impishy yeah there i mean they're all kind of impish I, have it, you ever met an elf that wasn't <laughs> impish <laughs> I, at least a little bit I, you know what you're right yeah they're all it's kind of synonymous really it is weird that keebler's elves were cooking in a tree i guess they weren't that impish no they were really hard workers yeah and the, and the, the oldest one just seems so tired maybe in his youth he was an imp but nowadays <laughs> they were just like worked yeah. to the bone. <laughs> to the bone. They were more like Oompa Loompas. I would say Oompa Loompas are are Oompish. <laughs> Impish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oompish. <laughs> well, anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> um, she also. I'm just gonna spend a sentence on this. She also gets in touch with the lawyer wait what was the what was alfred yes, molina alfred molina so alfred molina was like the lawyer for al malone okay because there was a or case Marone. there was a case well there was a there must have been a title nine case because they brought it up at the school okay and then the dean just was like forget about it right and so it must have been like one of those okay and you have a lawyer i guess you would have a lawyer yeah. at that point okay yeah, yeah sure his job was to find dirt on social media about girls to like win cases to like cast doubt or cast you know questions about her purity or you know what her behavior would be like or she's like a drunk she does this all the time kind of stuff when carrie mulligan approaches him he's already in the middle of some sort of existential crisis or feeling guilty about stuff so he's already in the middle of it and he's like not going to work and all of his plants are dead in his house and then she's going to go there to like fuck with him. But because Kill him, it seemed like she th- got on. Oh, she was going to like hire a hitman. Yeah, the guy was he was waiting outside. But what was he going to do? So she was going to kill him, but not anyone else. <laughs> I don't know. Was, was he going to scold him? Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Maybe he was going to like take pictures of him in compromising positions. And then <laughs> she would put those on social media or something <laughs> oh. so that there'd be like things that what People kind of compromising could, positions was yeah, he gonna like, like offer to his suck ass his or something well how was he gonna get that tying him up like bondage pictures so he was gonna do it we should have written this movie <laughs> so, i mean that sounds better than what happened already <laughs> what happened alfred that- molina with a dildo up his ass <laughs> <laughs> he could be in like a like a latex outfit but yeah. it has a hole in the butt <laughs> totally you know open an open butt outfit um latex and he's tied up and he has a ball gag obviously so that he can't Uh, scream right i kind of wanted him to squeal like a pig but But he could still do it but but the ball gag is there so it can't be loud it's muffled i was thinking that he was enjoying this no no no. the (laughs) (laughs) screams of delight <laughs> when someone comes to you and some stranger comes, it ties you up. I mean, dildo in your if ass. If you were gay, 
maybe well, yeah i guess we didn't know if he was we didn't but um that would have been better than what happened which is <laughs> yeah. that so alfred molina gets down on his hands and knees and yeah. cries and begs for forgiveness and it's clear that he feels terrible yeah so i guess we're supposed to see that like she is like oh it's possible that people can learn or something yeah and she doesn't so she doesn't take out revenge on him right does she fall out with bro burnham after she finds out that he yeah. was in the video she yeah. kind of kind she, of peters out they break up she infiltrates this bachelor party because you'll remember al, al is it Moreau? monroe monroe al monroe was getting married nina's rapist so she goes up to the bachelor party as the stripper ends up drugging all of them as a sexy nurse stripper sexy nurse stripper she drugs all of them, takes Al up to the bedroom, ties him to the bed, and with handcuffs, but she doesn't do a good enough job. So yeah. he gets free. Right. She just said she says she's gonna carve Nina's name into his body all over his body. And But it's unclear as didn't... to what she's actually gonna do. I think that she was really gonna do that. Okay. Maybe So finally she was gonna be violent for I don't, her you know, final. You know what? You're right. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe it was gonna be another bait and switch or was she always i have a question and this didn't occur to me until just this minute it certainly didn't occur to me at the time was she just going there to commit suicide and have it blamed on him was that what was always going to happen because it didn't make sense that like the cuff was like he was able to get out of the handcuff like she would have like been more careful with that and she had a scalpel in her hand why didn't she just stab him when you know I guess that was the whole point was that she was this was her elaborate committing suicide and then framing him for the murder. Okay. But but they don't ever explain that. And I just picked up on it now. I guess so. I guess that's right. That sounds right to me. That sounds like a good interpretation of it. That said, so he ends up killing her in this struggle that she basically kind of I mean, he he technically is defending himself when he kills her. Yeah, because she has a scalpel. And so that makes the whole statement of killing your protagonist a lot more muddled what happens is the wedding al's wedding goes with off without a hitch they burn her remains and uh he gets married as he was scheduled to do and at the wedding the cops pull up and arrest him how did she know it was going to happen at the wedding she why would the cops via a note from some dead girl a note from a dead girl and the um the rape the rape video. She sent the phone with right. the rape video and a note to this lawyer that she was with the rape video. Spared. Okay, I see. And with the rape video, I forgot that she sent the rape video. So how? But how would she have orchestrated it? Because she's dead so now. It, now she's dead. All oh, right. How does she orchestrate it so that his actual wedding gets ruined? It's it's a big stretch, and it doesn't it make a big sense. Stretch doesn't make sense. And, doesn't and you make know what? Sense. I felt like who are you fooling? Not me. Who? The person who made the movie okay. emerald fennel <laughs> emerald lily fennel <laughs> oh my god rich no her initials spell elf, elf. <laughs> she's an imp it is yeah i was right it is an elf name wow you're writer than you thought you were i know wow well it's a no from me <laughs> no from me dog <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like I like excellence. You know what I mean? Well, or, well I would suggest I may destroy you as yeah. a uh, show that talks about 
sexual assault in such a nuanced way that sympathetic and it's funny and it's it's a little bit scary and it's a little bit sad and so smart they're fully fleshed out characters with like a real world approach to these problems it's not fantastical i guess we finished talking about promising young woman done with her I wanted a serial killer movie, and I didn't get it. Have some guts. Speaking of serial killers, they just caught one in Brooklyn this week. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> they did. I, did you, have you been following this? Well, I read the story that you sent to the it's, group text. He's been doing it for six years in the same building. He's been killing women. Three. Three. Three that we know of. So he, that we know of. He may have killed ones that weren't just in his building because you would think he would do at least one a year. Well, I don't know what I don't know what you would do. As a serial killer, you're, you know. Gotta keep up your quota. Yeah, you don't know how they are. Well, I mean, it depends. There's there's all different kinds. All you need to do is kill somebody twice within like a certain time frame to be called a serial killer. That changed in 2008. It's in A Certain Hunger. She talks about it. They changed it. I think it used it to be three. It only needs to be two? It only needs to be two. I mean, he only did three. I feel like it needs to be three to be a serial killer. Okay. Well, I feel like two can... is double homicide. Okay. But that's just not, I believe it's the FBI that makes that designation. And mm, that's what it says in, in a one. certain hunger. Okay. <laughs> Don't you think it's wrong? What do you believe? I believe it's wrong. I, 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 ju- I merely accept the truth. I have no faith in this equation. It's not truth. It's arbitrary. They're signing a thing to the, But it. the truth is that officially that's the designation by the FBI. So that's what I'm going no, that's back. that's a fact. Okay. It's not the truth. Well. Truth is something different. On, no, but the truth is that that is an official designation. It's whether or not you want to. Well, no, that's a fact. But but it's also the truth that that is. You can disagree with Yeah, so truth is philosophy. personal. No, it's a not. Fact is objective. Truth is truth and... Not no, truth is not because, truth. You know what? A, yeah. a lot You're of just like being poetic about truth. No, I yes. think that a lot of no, I think that the Republican Party would say that the truth is Donald Trump is president, and it's like no, the fact is he's not. Yeah, but the, also the truth is that he's not as well. You think truth is? You think truth is subjective to the people? Yeah, because they'll never be convinced. People who believe that something is true, like that. Well, in a certain way, if you believe it, it is true. You can believe something into truth. Manifest. Yeah, but just also like if your worldview is actually that. The things that they've been saying in QAnon to explain why nothing happened last week. Oh, so that because I thought they'd given up, but I guess they're still got of, they still got to do they've it. They've been falling off, but okay. some of them are so good. Some of the exp- wait, I'll I'll read you some of the explanations because they're they're really fun. I I follow a Reddit called Parlor Watch. Yeah, I just want to know idea. like what people are doing on that, and yeah. like what what that like without having to go the, there. Exactly, yourself. I don't yeah. want to have to do the the reading Get through all that dirty. horrible shit. Right. I just want to know. Give me the highlights. Yeah, Cliff's notes. Right, it's so a I, smart way to do it. I can know what's up. Biden has no power. They think they do. Castle Rock Production Studio is tricking the public. They hate Trump. Trump is still our president of America. Biden is president of a bankrupt foreign America, the corporation. We got this. Enjoy the show. It's all falling into place now. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) They all believe now that this is like a move that this is like fake, like a movie studio is putting this on like the whole Biden, like these, they're all saying this. Like the moon landing. Exactly. 
but this is like they can walk up to it and see it in person and like right you know closer than the moon it's like why do they think why would mil- like like why would 80 million people be in on this lie also I, you know I, I i would love to just point out four years ago when when uh, a little bit more when Donald Trump was elected and then inaugurated and what a travesty that was. And the fact that liberals didn't riot, even though they had every right to in a way, he lost the popular vote. He lost the popular vote. And he was also just obviously somebody who was going to run this country into the ground. And then that's what he fucking did. Someone said something and they were quoting someone else (laughs) on CNN. And I don't know who said it and I don't know who they are quoting, but it was this. The lie outlives the liar. Uh, I it I didn't realize Joe Biden had a facelift. It's so obvious now looking at this picture. Okay, let me see. And <laughs> QAnon is saying that like that's how we can that's how we know that it's not him. Yeah. Is it our anniversary yet? Probably this episode will be our anniversary yes. episode, right? Happy anniversary. It's our anniversary. Ooh, I like that pop. <laughs> is that <laughs> your celebratory champagne? pop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you to the listener for listening to us for all this whole time. They probably weren't listening the whole time. Oh, well, thanks for listening to this. Yeah, thanks if for you listening made it to this us far. some of the time. Well, that's about it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you want people to take from this? Take this podcast and shove it. <laughs> well, now that it's over, you can. I mean, I don't know how you where would. Where are you going to shove it? I think you're supposed to shove it up. I don't know. I, what? Are, where? When someone tells you to shove it, where are they telling you to shove it? Your butt or your pussy? I think your butt. I think it's always your butt. Yeah. Even if you have a pussy. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks for listening. listening. Um, if you want... What are we doing on the... Oh, we're going to be talking about murder, murder on... Wow, my brain is going in a different direction than my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking on Myrtle. On- <laughs> really? <laughs> We're going to talk about Myrtle. See? I told. See? <laughs> Myrtle. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Murder on Middle Beach. Murder on Middle Beach. Murder uh, on uh, Middle Beach. a little bit of that. Murder on Middle Beach. 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 It's hard. So we're we're going to be talking about that on the bonus. You can sign up to listen to that at patreon.com slash pot psychology. We also have a premium series called Wawu, where we are recapping the real world, Los Angeles, real world season two. And we also have a book club, which you get with Wawu. Oh, happy anniversary to us, to me, to you, to our listeners. Thank you for coming on this journey with us. And also, I want to say you're welcome.